Hi Keto Sisters, I'm Brenda and I'm Christina and we are the Keto Sisters and this is the Keto Sisters Podcast. Welcome back everybody to Keto Sisters Podcast. Unfortunately this week there's just the Keto Sisters Sorry to disappoint you. I know, anyway. yeah, I know. We're- You're not supposed to be disappointed. Oh, 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 I'm not supposed to be disappointed. Okay. All right. Yay. Mm. It's just the two of us. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> <laughs> You're so fake. I know. Fake is stick on nails. Hey. Which I don't use. Cheek. My God. No, that's true. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> so this week's episode is going to be a bit of a Q&A. Um, you, as you know, we always ask for you guys to write in and... We got some questions into my Instagram account during the week from a lovely lady in the Netherlands. And I'm going to butcher this because it's Dutch. And it's from Plague Murder, I think. I'm really sorry if I haven't pronounced that (laughs) properly. (laughs) Well, we'll see next time we'll get you somebody Dutch and see how well you do. I'll practice. (laughs) just don't put it into google for the phonetics no no and i just want to remind everybody just before we get started on today's episode that when you write into us and ask us a question or or give us something to chat about we always send out a little something to say thank you so if you're interested in seeing what we send out you can have a look i'm gonna post on my instagram and brenda i think you should post on yours too and we'll post a picture on the Keto Sisters Facebook page just so you can see what you get. And it's like, now you're part of the Keto Sisters Club. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Okay, so let's get started with the questions. Um, So she said to me, she has a million questions and she literally gave me like eight or nine questions. So we'll, we'll try and get through them as quickly as possible. Okay. We'll try and keep the podcast episode uh, to the usual 25, 30 minutes. Okay, so the first question is, how do people eat whole avocados while staying under 20 grams of carbs? My app says it's 13 grams of carbs. Okay, well, for me, and I know, I I think I did mention this to her before when she asked me, how do I eat so much vegetables? Um, I literally just eat two meals a day. That's, Mm. That's all I eat. So basically a full avocado on a plate for me is, you know, can come within my macro because... I only have two plates of food a day. Um, so that's pretty much how I do it anyway. That's how come it works for me. Yeah, and I, I'm the same. I don't eat vegetables for three meals. I don't eat three meals. Uh, I eat two meals as well. But so for for example, for this morning, I had bacon, eggs, halloumi and broccoli. And the broccoli was nine grams of carbs. Yeah. But because in my next meal... I didn't have any vegetables, but I had did have some carbs. Like I had um, some 90 second bread. I, ha- I had a hankering for a cheese toasty today. So I, I did 90 second bread with a slice of cheese, put it on the frying pan and cooked it in the baking grease from, from this morning. So it was delicious. But yeah. like that, if I look at my totals for the day, I'm at 17 grams of carbs. But remember with avocados that they're a little bit of a nutritional anomaly because they're yeah high in carbs but they're also really high in fat and high in fiber well that's it um and if you follow me on instagram yay if you don't go over and then you'll know i have an egg gate situation but you'll see that Mm -hmm. the majority of my plates of food and we've talked about this before about how we keep keto simple so listen back on that podcast um my plate of food 
every morning is bacon and eggs and I have no veg with that at all. Um, yeah, so, so zero. Well, I do. I have half a tomato. Sorry, I'm lying there. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> um, I have half a tomato, which really isn't in the grand scheme of things. Like, that's pretty much it, veg-wise. So that's how come yeah. I can manage to put a, ha- a full avocado on a plate in the evening. Yeah. And her, sec- her second question, actually, is how do you eat vegetables? It counts up so quickly. Well, I don't eat many vegetables. I don't need to. Yeah. Because I think on keto, you just don't need the fiber. Well, that's it. I was just going to say, the whole thing about fiber is it's a fallacy. You know, they get you to eat more fiber because all that garbage is stuck in your gut. So they're getting you to eat more fiber to get your gut to work. Whereas with keto, when you reduce all the garbage, then it's not stuck in your gut and you don't need the fiber to get it all moving. Exactly. Unless you want keto pants. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Uh, so question number three, are there any zero carb meals? Well, we just said it, right? Bacon and eggs by itself is zero carb. And fasting. <laughs> That's yeah. just me being smart. Yeah, fasting is a zero carb meal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Um, so it, once you add, if you are eating protein and pure fat, like uh, butter, ghee, coconut oil, olive oil, and you're eating meat, then that's a zero carb meal. Yeah. As soon as you start to add dairy, so eggs as well, eggs have zero carbs in them, very, very little. So once you start adding in the dairy, you're going to start adding up the carbs. But honestly, you know, if if you're eating so much that you're, so much vegetables that you're getting up to 20 grams of carbs a day, then you definitely need to look at peeling it back a bit. Yeah, well, that's exactly it. Like, I mean, you could have... Like I say, like my two meals would normally consist of the bacon and eggs in the morning with the that half a bit of tomato. Um, and then my meal in the evening then um, is literally, it could be a steak with a few green beans and a bit of butter. Or, you know, it could be uh, chorizo crisps and a bit of cheese. So there's no veg there. Mm-hmm. Um, or it could be the uh, tomato mozzarella and avocado. Which I did screenshot yeah. for Christina because she didn't believe me I was eating avocados. <laughs> <laughs> Aggressively, she stated, I, I circled it. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, so that's that's how come. Because really, at the end of the day, when you get into it big time and you're doing it for a long time, you don't need three meals a day. And the whole thing of having three meals a day is another fallacy. Like, you naturally yeah. fall into what suits your body. So for me, it's definitely just two meals. Yeah, me too. I'm a two meal a day girl. Um, and I eat my main meal early in the morning and I eat a light lunch and then I don't eat for the rest of the day. Um, if I do have something, it will be like literally a square dark chocolate and four hazelnuts and that's yeah. it. Yeah, me too. Square dark chocolate. Yeah, definitely a cup of tea. Okay, so question number four. Where do you track your food and how did you find out what to eat? So I use my fitness pal to track everything and I still track because if you if you have been following me for a long time, you'll know about the whole plateau debacle, about the fact that I had a complete hissy fit because I wasn't losing any weight and I stopped tracking. And of course, once you stop tracking, the carb creep happens, the fat creep happens, the calorie creep happens. It all creeps up because we are just not able. We've been so brainwashed. We are not able to properly determine what a portion size looks like. So... Three years long keto and I'm still tracking using my fitness pal. And how did you find out what to eat? Um so yeah, same for me. I would use my fitness pal as well, even though I always have a meltdown when I go in <laughs> at 
to do the settings. <laughs> but um, daily screenshots, folks. Daily yeah, screenshots. Yeah, I know, I know. But um, yeah, I use my fitness pal. It's not precise and it's not ideal, but it gets me there. It gives no. me a gives me a ballpark. You know, so uh, you'll know if you're going to hit you. And the gas thing about it is, and you have to ignore this, it keeps telling you that you're eating high-fat foods. So, you know, it's warning you yeah. that you're eating high-fat foods, which is a good thing because you're going, ooh, look, you know, woo. <laughs> um, but, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, it does do that. And um, it's, it's, it is actually really good at keeping an eye on your calories as well, which we'll probably get to at some stage. But, um, yeah. yeah definitely my fitness pal yeah. not sponsored <laughs> how do you find out what to eat well i mean there's pretty comprehensive guides out there i've got one myself if you sign up for my newsletter on my website ketochristina.com you get a full keto food list and it contains everything that you can eat on keto um i found out i suppose we, when we came to keto we came to keto uh, separately and we talked about this before as mm-hmm. well that you know we didn't get together and go well let's do keto we actually found out by accident that we both were both doing keto at the same time but my husband was the one that did all the research um and i think he kind of got a lot of stuff online so he probably ended up on sites like uh diet doctor um, we also yeah. discovered keto connect which have a really good resource as well for um getting everything on their website they they have a lot of now they do have a lot of recipes um for keto treats and stuff like that which i tend to avoid and which we've talked about before but for the basics Mm -hmm. you know for getting the basics there's loads of information out there and quick search on pinterest you'll always get some sort of pie chart yeah the right sort of pie chart (laughs) okay question number five i'm diabetic and due to low carb i've now stopped using insulin my bulk glucose, however, is still fairly high, around eight or nine. Is it even possible to get into ketosis for diabetic? So absolutely, it is absolutely possible to get into ketosis as a diabetic. Yeah, there are a lot of people. Well, before we get into all these sorts of questions, um, we're not doctors. So no. this is just, we're going to be just talking about things that have happened for other people, basically. Um, yeah, so... People ha- are using, have and are using keto to control their diabetes. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's normal to see uh, high blood glucose for many months. And sometimes, depending on how bad the diabetes was, years later, people are still seeing high, glucose, high fasting glucose numbers because you're basically stewing in glucose. It's in every cell. It's in every part of your body, in your bones, your bone marrow in your muscles, in your connective tissues. And it takes a long time for that stored sugar to be actually used. But you can absolutely get into ketosis. You will be in what I would call a lighter state of ketosis because you still have sugar to burn. Extended fasting can really help get that number down quicker. But you know, you just got to roll with it and do it for as long as it takes to heal yeah well that's it like don't be putting yourself under pressure to get into fasting fasting is something that happens natural naturally yeah um so you know you wouldn't just go right i'm gonna extend fast and then you're starving like it but i wouldn't do that to myself i wouldn't you know recommend it to anybody so just get into your keto get into your food you know manage all that first and kind of we've talked about it before you know deal with your emotional state as well 
um, and start that healing process and then you will naturally fall into fasting you'll find you're not hungry you can go longer between meals um, you know you know you won't be snacking you won't be doing all those crappy things that you used to do so that's going to control your blood sugar right away you become one of those people that I used to hate when I was a weight watcher and a slimming world girl that would say oh I forgot to eat lunch <laughs> yeah yeah how do you do that how do you forget you, to eat yeah you, yeah yeah I never understood it but now I do because yeah. sometimes when I'm working if I'm in the zone and I I know it's kind of around lunchtime and then all of a sudden I look at the clock and it's 3 p.m yeah and I've forgotten to eat lunch well that's it and it's, it's not amazing. even forgetting to eat you're just actually not hungry so your body's not, not reminding you to eat your body's not going hey I think we should eat now you know that's the thing exactly okay so question number six i want to go keto and i'm scared of making mistakes not counting right don't know what to eat welcome to the club <laughs> everybody does it <laughs> that is actually very normal sentiments absolutely i mean i'm three years three years keto as you are three actually three and a half years now we are and i still make mistakes yeah definitely still eat something and then go oh my god look at this i didn't even eat i didn't even read the package i didn't even like look to see what was in it you know that's exactly what happens. exactly yeah yeah you buy a new sauce in the supermarket and then of course you forget to look at the label yeah you might look at the you might look at the nutritional content but not the ingredients and then you get home and you've slathered your chicken breast in this sauce and you're sitting eating at the table and you look you're reading the reading the label <laughs> and then it's like sugar it's like oh man yeah yeah, yeah. it takes time it everybody's the same at the start and like throughout the journey like you know it's you don't you don't have to put that much pressure on yourself like don't actually think that it's this big thing like everything will come naturally eventually so i would mm-hmm. say don't be pressured don't worry about these things just I suppose at the beginning the best thing to do is just plan everything out take your time and plan everything out yeah so the what I always say to people who are just starting is that even if you are miscounting and you know you're eating carrots and peas because you haven't realized that you can't and you're eating 50 60 grams of carbs a day that's still better than 300 and 350 which is normal on the standard western diet it's still better seriously like you know a few carrots and a few peas are not going to kill you you're not eating bread anymore you know that for sure that's a mistake nobody makes (laughs) you know you don't sit down and eat like a sliced pan and go oh i can't believe i did that that." oh no (laughs) no it's not (laughs) yeah yeah exactly you know that the rules are no no sugar, no starch, no cereal, no grains. And beyond yeah. that, if you're still eating sweet potatoes and you don't realize that they're not keto, it's still better. It's still better. You're, yeah. you're eating, you're practically eating low carb. And whole foods as yeah. well. Like, you know, that's not processed. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So don't worry about making mistakes because we have all done it. And I'm going to tell you that I've done it more than once i made the same mistakes more than once yeah absolutely okay question number seven how do i get out of my brainwashed brain and just accept that low fat isn't the best you don't need milk to live and fruits are unmissable etc etc yeah i think everybody's the same when they start out you know 
when you even tell people that you do low carb and I haven't had a slice of bread in like six months, they look at you and go, what? You need, you need your grains. Like you, you need to have your cereal. You need sugar. You need, you know, well, I don't think anybody's ever said to me, you need sugar. <laughs> Let's be honest. Um, you need, you, you need, need carbs. That's you need carbs. Mean. That's what they say. They don't actually specifically say sugar because nobody in their right mind would say that. Well, maybe a five-year-old trying to get their hands on some sweets. But anyway, <laughs> um, no, the thing is, people don't understand. Like they, they will say to you, but you need your carbs to survive. You need carbs for energy. No, you don't need carbs for energy. And everybody who does keto is living proof of that. Um, as a matter of fact, if you think about it this way, when you're full on carb and if you have your cereal for lunch and they tell you these things that, you're, you know, oh, this is this releases the energy slowly. No, by 11 o'clock, you're like, oh, I think I'll have a cup of tea and something to eat. I'm hungry. Then it comes around to mm-hmm. lunchtime. You go out to lunch and you get yourself maybe a, a dirty big roll with like, you know, ham or whatever. And, you know, loads of fillings in it. And I'm not going to go through a whole description because that's just not right. But anyway, um, mm-hmm. you put that in your mouth and you eat it. So say you'd, your lunch is at one o'clock. By three o'clock, you, you, you get the slump. You know, this afternoon slump they all talk about. Yeah. Yeah. That's your sugar dip. And then you have to fill that up again, you know. So then they come out with all these products, which are processed bars, you know. Ooh, get yeah. a hit of energy from this energy drink or these energy bars for your 3 p.m. slump. That's the carbs. That's what carbs does to you. And if you haven't seen what those energy bars do, the, the even the protein bars, you can see the video that myself and Brenda did on the Quest protein bars. <laughs> and just what a complete car crash it was. It was, yeah, it was. It was a bit of a laugh as well, actually. <laughs> if you need a laugh, go on, go and watch that video. Oh, you have to watch it till the end, don't you? <laughs> so one thing I would say to you is that you got to look at the evidence, right? So you're saying that your brain, wa- your brain is brainwashed by low, ca- low fat is the way to go. You need milk and you need fruits. Look at society. Look at all of us. We are fat. We are sick, we have cancer, we have diabetes, we have Crohn's disease, we have arthritis, we have Alzheimer's, we have dementia, and like I'm running out of fingers here. This is all caused by our bad, crappy dietary advice. If if it was correct, if low fat was the way to go, then we would all be thin and healthy. And that's what you need to look at. You need to go onto Pinterest or go onto Instagram and search for keto weight loss before and after pictures and just have a look at the epic amount of weight that people have lost. And I did a a little um, experiment during the week and I went through my keto fam and I went through my private clients and in two years... I've helped women to lose three more than three thousand nine hundred pounds, more than one thousand seven hundred calorie uh, kilograms of weight yeah, that's through amazing. keto. That's now, you, nobody's going to tell me that that doesn't work. Exactly, exactly. And the thing about it is, it's a lifestyle change. It changes your mindset, and it changes how you live, and it changes your attitude towards food. So it's not a yeah. diet that you go grand lost the weight off i go back eating the stuff that i used to eat you won't yeah. even want to do that because you feel so you much can't. better no but no you know yeah, you can yeah. but your mindset changes so you're never going to have that issue of going 
back well I mean everybody has their yeah. their off days and everybody has their fall downs but you never really but you never fully want to go stay back. there no no you no. never fully go back no it breaks my heart when I see people in the supermarket and they're clearly overweight and have clear indications of health issues that I can see from the outside and their trolleys are full of low-fat food rice cakes zero fat yogurt um low fat margarine spreads and it just it kills me because mm. i know that they're trying to eat healthy based on what we've been told is healthy yeah and i really believe that anybody who continues to really you know distribute that old orthodox nutritional advice is just downright negligent yeah well this is it like the doctors aren't aren't being re-educated you know they're still going off old old manuals old books you know um old teachings the way they were in college and it's just not being updated quick enough and people are starting to take control of their life control of their diet um and you can really see that as the keto community grows because people are not only losing weight but they're curing their illnesses so that's it that's the end of the questions i hope that we answered them sufficiently to kind of put your mind at uh, at risk no (laughs) we blew your mind (laughs) at risk at at risk of becoming a full-on keto person (laughs) yeah absolutely i'd like to end this episode with a tweet that was put out into the universe by dr james de nicolantonio that's difficult for me. She to really say, needs sorry. to practice her names, really and truly. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Di Nico Antonio, and he has said the modern mistakes of nutrition. Number one, blaming salt for what sugar did. Number two, blaming fat for what refined carbs did. Number three, blaming butter for what margarine did. Number four, blaming cholesterol for what inflammation did. Number five, blaming eggs for what toast did. And number six, blaming bacon for what cereal did. Epic words. Definitely. And go bacon. Woo! And on that note, yes, and on I'm that not going to eat any bacon this week because I am now fasting. Okay. <laughs> I'll make up for it. <laughs> I'll eat bacon at every meal. <laughs> so awesome. if you do have any questions, Send them through to us and we will center um, a podcast around your questions um, just so we can get as much information out there as possible. So for this week, that's us signing off. Bye. Bye. If you liked this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes and don't forget to subscribe. If you'd like to support us, you can head on over to Patreon or alternatively, you can buy us a cup of tea by using the link in the show notes. Also, don't forget to check our blog for regular updates. So until next time, keto on, keto sisters.